Pod Trilogy, a podcast in English, Afrikaans, and Swenska. Um, hi, my name is Theophilus van Rensburg-Lenster. I am a host uh, together with Terry Martin, my good friend in South Africa. I sit in Stockholm in Sweden. He is way down south. He is muted at the moment. It's a very difficult assignment to mute a man of such great stature. Such is life. <laughs> um, I will uh, get him in to introduce himself and then we can talk. We have 19, 20 minutes to talk through some ideas that we think are important that we hope that will prompt other people to not only think along with us, but hopefully those thoughts will lead to some meaningful action um, and a way to modify not just the way we behave, but the way we think and the way we inspire others to think. Okay, Terry, good evening. Hi, Theo. Uh, it's always good to talk, and you and I have threatened many, many times to uh, allow our conversation to spill out into the public space for no other reason than to um, help others to, I suppose at the core, think differently um, about important ideas in life. And so that's probably sort of as high level and as broad as one can state it. But what's on your mind this evening? What are the kind of thing or the idea that you think we should be thinking through at this point? Well, there are so many, but uh, the one that has sort of crystallized for me over the last while has been the whole issue of meaning-making. What does that mean? To make meaning and the area of the framing of fear. Now, you may look at those two as strange bedfellows. Why meaning-making and fear, or the framing of fear. Well, I've been um, pouring over the first four chapters of uh, the Hebrew Christian scriptures, and coming out of those chapters has been, for me, some very key uh, ingredients that have to do with uh, making meaning, meaning-making, and the whole issue of fear. Uh, what fear is, uh, how fear is encountered, how it's dealt with, and its relationship uh, to meaning-making and what it does to meaning. Um, so that's been a, a really captivating my own thinking over the last while. Yeah, I think that's really good to sort of just interject that because I think it's quite important to... Um uh, just summer over a couple of things that you've said there. So um, this whole idea of making meaning, would you say, is that the same as look, making sense? Sense-making, common sense-making would be right in there. Yeah. Because when we think of meaning, we are thinking of what is intended to be. Mm. <laughs> uh, that in itself may sound totally overwhelming for some. Would they say, oh, now here we go with, every philosophical stuff again, but uh, if I were to explain uh, being, right, because there's a connection between meaning, making, and being. Mm. If I were to say, 
Uh, I um, uh, to be a good student is 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 hard work. I'm talking about what being something is all about. To be a son to a father. To be a student to a teacher. I'm talking about a a meaningful expression which number one is relational it's in relation to something something is intended by that being and that being of course will be characterized by the taking up of key responsibilities and responsibilities now those what is it that in that relationship that sort of for want of a better expression, elicits or highlights the meaning. So if you say, if we take that student-teacher example, what in the relationship it, uh, brings meaning? Quantifies it. Well, we, we, we normally say time quantifies Let's keep that for uh, discussion down the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, meaning has to do with taking responsibility for being. If I'm a student, I have, I need to take up the responsibility or the posture uh, to learn. Number one, to want to learn, to desire to learn from uh, the teacher. And as I take up that responsibility, I would have to be attentive. I often tell my learners in school, one of the main bills that you need to pay, pay your bills. By paying attention, and I have a good old laugh over it. But it is being a good student has to do with taking up the responsibility of being attentive, and that, of course, is where meaning rises. Can I say meaning rises? All meaning is made. Oh, okay. Because Cause... meaning is tied to reality. Yeah, because yeah, that's 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 the question I had. So if I pay attention, that is an indication that I. Uh, attribute meaning to the moment. Would that be correct? That's right. Oh, that's a good way of putting it. Meaning to the moment. Yes. Because time is that which quantifies meaning. Right? If I talk about, uh, if I look at my Genesis passage again, uh, in the beginning, that's the way the English text starts, even though it could very well translate it as when God began creating the heavens and the earth. But it's a time word, when, right? In the beginning. Um, so time quantifies meaning. And uh, time is locked into uh, events, whether they be nodal events or minor events, key events or very small events, right? What heightens meaning? Well, an event items meaning because there's greater responsibility that needs to flow uh, because of that moment what I, is the, sitting yeah what if what if the uh, event is ahead. what if the event is forced on me for instance if we talk about that student uh, sort of teacher relationship now you know i teach in a in a, in a swedish school and so um there is this basic responsibility every student will have to do their basic education all the way from grade one to grade nine obligatorisk that's how they explain it right now students are not there truly voluntarily so are those events 
are of the are events that you are not that you did not choose to be part part of deciding on are there greater risk than other events that you chose to be at in terms of what meaning they will bring to you um i think that's a very crucial question because you can't control an event an event especially if that event is foisted on you like sit down be quiet listen sit down be quiet pay attention but what i can control and what i can have uh, a grip of is uh, the meaning in that situation right um i can decide okay i don't really i'm not really comfortable with being here but now that i find myself here i'm not going to fight it right because meaning and event is related there's a relationship there they in a sense are inseparable but you you can control meaning but that's quite but interesting yeah um, yeah you can't control the event <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, i can get out and i can go to the toilet uh, kids put up their hand i want to go to the loo right yeah so I, i find this interesting as maybe a good point to sort of linger around a little bit because you know with um when uh the student concludes that okay i have not uh, i've i'm not responsible for this moment i it, it was not my choice but i am here now and i want to make the most of it that whole process of thinking right there um what is required for a student to get to that kind of place you know if if we talk about um preceding almost the appreciation of the moment does that make sense yeah i think there are a couple of things there um taking responsibility is a big one because i've been forced to be here i've been coerced i make a decision i will take no responsibility for what goes down here because meaning is threatened by irresponsibility right meaningfulness but if i take responsibility it's amazing what starts to rise because meaning is now reframed in a different way because of my posture because of the way i posture myself right so taking responsibility for being is what i think makes life worthwhile is what makes living worthwhile because life is going to be filled with those moments <laughs> where i've been coerced into a situation i didn't necessarily choose to be here but now that i am here i take responsibility yeah this um i and this i assume as well that over time um i would need to take more and more responsibility i can assume a, 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 a an infant cannot take or a toddler cannot take that this kind these kind of that's right decisions, it's beyond right? him at that point or her, right. right right because they are very of course egotistical and if it doesn't suit me i throw a tantrum right and i scream and i beat the floor and you know and i cry uh but as i grow and take more responsibility i develop i i i start to reframe meaning in quite a different way because now i've learned how to navigate 
you know, uh, around things that I have not necessarily planned, things that have come in from the outside to cause disruption, if you will. I don't know if that is is helpful. No, that's great bravery. That's great yes, bravery. It's, it's, uh, there are a couple of nuances to that. I think the first one is that a lot of the adults who should have been long past as groaning, complaining, throwing out of the toys from the cot stage, still wrestle with that. Is there a connection between that and the that older people who should have? Uh, applied uh, a higher level of responsibility but do not, is there a connection between that and their own sort of sense of, or their own experiences of not pursuing meaning earlier on? I think there's there's actually a direct connection there because one of the things that uh, in terms of our responsibility is fear. Right? Fear is this uh, internal state, this alerting in, 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 in my internal state that alerts me to danger or a perceived danger, whether it's real or imagined. Right? And when fear rises, chaos results. Right? Everything that's now in a very orderly, all of a sudden, uh, comes across as chaotic, and I either take flight, or I freeze, right? Uh, or I, I, I confront that which is coming at me. And I think one of the things that uh, maybe adults have not learned to do is to to brave it, to brave it out there. What does it mean to, mean to be brave? <laughs> it means to face and confront your fear because your fear uh, scrambles things. Your fear causes you... Uh, to to it even heightens the the, the chaos. If all of a sudden everything ca- seems chaotic around you, and of course that disrupts, disrupts meaning, because now I'm going to do the irresponsible thing. I'm going to run. I'm going to hide, or I'm going to say something that is totally out of order. Right? So, would, would fear of failure be in there for for now? I'm just skipping to young. Uh, sort of 12 to 13-year-olds who are oh, to 15-year-olds. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I think it, that's a big one. Yeah, that's within the context one, yeah. of learning, you know, so you've got this uh, assignment that you have to do that is intended to to help you acquire knowledge and sharpen your skills. And then when you through that in the current school systems, you are then submitted or subjected to a test or an examination. Um, does... Um, there's the fear of failing that sort of assignment that tech that that comes. What's the connection between that and the pursuit for meaning, Terry? Well, I think because fear has, has such an impact on how I perceive reality, and now my perceptions are that uh, what is real and true uh, comes across to me as chaos, chaos and chaotic, right? And and, and and that heightens my fear. So I want to run and hide, mm. right? I want to cover my insecurities um, because I'm vulnerable. Yeah, I, right? I, I think that shows up in, in a couple of ways. I think one is um, now uh, st- sometimes you, you think, okay, I'm not going to do it. I, I can see that this is a moment in my future. 
at a specific time that I'm going to fail. So in in response, I uh, what I do is then I, I don't pitch for the moment. I decide to right. stay away from the test a day. I would rather deal with it on another day. Um, um, uh, that's that's one. And, I, and I think, yeah, that's an illustration because I think we've not been taught to uh, face our fears, you know, face off with fear. It's one of the hardest things to do because it almost seems like I'm going to die now. This is going to wipe me out. I'm finished. It's over. And yet, if I go at the hardest thing in my life with all that I have, with all that is at my disposal, it's amazing how that when I confront my fear, uh, I, I start to be able to reframe, uh, you, you know, uh, reframe meaning. Uh, because I'm learning to brave it out there, right? Because, uh, you know, life and living is for the brave of heart. <laughs> Yeah, I always say to my yeah. to my learners, Africa is not for sissies, and they have quite a good old laugh about that. But they know what we mean by that. You know, mm. life is tough, life is challenging, but those hard things, go at it and face it, mm. and you'll be amazed when you do that. How all of a sudden, but you figure, but this is not as chaotic as I, I what I what I thought it out to be. Yeah, and I wanted to sort of right? stick at this sort of test. Uh, illustration or an exam is it also so Terry that the moments that lead up to it that demand a set of responsibilities like studying uh, paying attention in the class all of these other sort of built up steps steps that build up to a moment if you wish um, are, are they also the kind of ones that that sort of demand then that you attribute meaning to them and if you don't do those steps that they actually amplify the fear eventually? Oh, they magnify it. Magnify it, it just yeah. multiplies and becomes bigger and bigger because uh, make meaning by taking responsibility. And sometimes it means by taking more responsibility or being more in strategically intentional about the responsibilities that you take up. So to figure out what's the next thing to do? Well, it's this. Or is this? Right? Would it, be, it may be. Yeah. Sorry to cut it you. May be that, uh, sure. Go ahead. I, I just mean that to say that. So if if I follow these st- steps, then the the kind of thing that I fear at the end would not be as uh, as big as I thought it would be because I attributed meaning to these steps that lead up to it. That's right. I'm uh, the, the the steps that lead up to it is are the responsibilities that I engage in. And that, of course, reframes uh, just my whole thinking. It reframes how I'm viewing reality, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and so it, it's amazing how that uh, we have not learned how to make fear work for us. Yep. Fear is in front of us. It's before us. And when your fear is before you, it will paralyze. Yep. But when your fear is behind you, it will propel you. And I think there's a good case that we can make from those four chapters in Genesis, which we may not even reach in this discussion. But a lot of what I'm sharing here is framed uh, by that mega story in those chapters about how I deal with fear, how I need to get back to uh, significant meaningful meaning making. Um, 
by dealing with my fear, which involves taking up responsibility for the hard thing. Yeah, and there is that big old clock saying, guys, your time's up. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no, uh, so, but, Terry, thank you so very much for your time this evening. We're definitely going to post this conversation. Thank you for listening. Um, and uh, we will join you next time on uh, this uh, podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Theo. It's great chatting to you. Bye-bye for now. Pod- Bye now. A podcast in English, Afrikaans, Oksvenska.